You're listening to Implicit Bias on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome into Implicit Bias. It is time to get the proverbial juices flowing, get our brains moist on this Saturday morning to keep moving and bring you our implicit bias. Trust me, you do not want to miss one second of this episode. Rivet yourself to the radio, whatever device you use to listen to the show, Velcro yourself, hot glue. Do not miss the content we have for you this week. So what's so great? Well, let's be real. I have no idea. We're just teasing you to control you, right? We want to keep you listening. Now, we really do want you to control yourself. We want you to be the master of your own fate. We're giving into the powers that be. We will give ourselves here in the top secret podcast layer to the will because that's the real form of control. Now, isn't it? I mean, all too often, we think we're in control. We seek it out. We need it like Joe Biden needs to be reminded what day of the week it is. Without it, we think we're lost. That's why every entity you can think of seeks control. And it's why a group of people who got together over 240 years ago got control and then gave it away. It is a Herculean task. I mean, we talked about loyalty last week, right? And we mentioned buy loyalty programs, right? While businesses want loyalty, ultimately what they want more is control of their own future. Some control for businesses is a good thing. For example, businesses have to set a set of standards to which their employees adhere or they run the risk of everyone rowing the proverbial boat in their own direction. And for a business, that's not good. Too much control exerted by businesses over their employees and the company becomes a stifling center for homogeny of thought, behavior, and execution. I mean, they become the business equivalent of Cambodia under Pol Pot, Russia under Stalin, Germany under Hitler. We'll come back to those in a minute. Basically, when a business has total control over everything their employees do, it's bad for business, both internal and external. So externally, right, when a business has control over too much market share, too much control, guess what it becomes? A monopoly. We know how that ends. With robber barons, go look at the Biltmore, the home. No, it's really not a home. It's more of an, well, it's not really an estate. It's, it's actually more like a small country in the Carolinas that was built by the Vanderbilt family. You know, the same family who gave us Anderson Cooper. I mean, that should tell you everything you need to know right there. Go look at the wreath amassed by the Carnegie's. The wreath, the wealth amassed by the Carnegie's. How's that? Too much control does that to a market. Now, I mentioned we'd come back to governments, and we have to realize that for thousands of years, governments have had but one goal, and it's control. Control over you, control over me. That's what made the founding of this country so special. Such a big deal. Our founding fathers envisioned a government that didn't control that allowed for your freedom and for mine. A government that was not of oppressors, but enablers of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Examine our current day government. The United States government, through that lens, what you find is that our founding father's vision of what we should all have has been distorted, manipulated, twisted like a 2,000-mile Twizzler. Our government today wants to tell you what you can do with your property, what you can't do with your property, what kind of legal business you can or cannot engage in, what medicines are best for you, what medicines you then have to take, 
when you can, when you can't leave your home at times, what kind of car you can drive, what kind of words you can use, and what kind of words you can't. Hell, the government tries to tell you what your words mean. And by transitive property, they're trying to tell you what feelings you have in your heart. All because there are people in government, heck, the entire machine itself is designed now to control you. Even the programs that are sometimes supposed to help people, you could argue, aren't there to help. They're there to control, to keep people voting the same way. Here's what's important, however, as we observe our government today and ourselves. When America was growing, when American innovation and exceptionalism was at its peak, the American government was keeping its nose out of our lives. It didn't have control, but it was trying. As the government got more control out of our, over our lives, our country's leadership in the world waned. We actually had an administration which did a lot to pull back on government control of your life and mine. Interesting that a media who said, and I'll quote Misha Brzezinski, it's our job to tell people what to think, absolutely despised that administration. See, the less control governments had over our lives, the more it had throughout the world. The key to control in our personal lives is exactly the same. Give it over to the will of God, the cosmos, karma, whatever you want to call it. Or perhaps to put it better, the more we simply admit that we don't have control, the more control we actually have. Yeah, it's that simple. It's not necessarily that easy, but it's that simple. Give it up. Give it over. Do what you can. Do the best you can. And when you control that, you control everything. We'll seek to give it up to God for you, for everybody out there listening, so that hopefully you're able to stop and enjoy a weekly whiskey with us so that we can talk about control, how people are trying to control you, control me, how social media tries to control all of us, and why we have to spend every moment breaking everyone else's control over us. We will try and break at least a little bit of control here in the Top Secret Podcast layer. The control that we're going to break has a wax seal on top of it. The control that keeps that Idle Hands whiskey in the bottle. We are going to sample that right here when we come back. More Implicit Bias. News Talk 96.5. KPO. College represents wonderful opportunities for parents and students. It also represents time and money. But what's the probability of employment after graduation? What's the expected salary? Where will they need to live? With a PhD in educational psychology and 10 years academic advising experience, Dr. T. Scott Smith can help. Dr. Smith can project future wages, geographical need, and overall employability of a degree from your proposed school and major. For an evaluation, go to strategy365consulting.com. Make your college investment worth it. Contact Dr. T. Scott Smith www.strategy365consulting.com. Attention Acadiana, have you been to the Rustic Renegade? Acadiana's only true men's emporium? The Rustic Renegade has it all. Special items for that man cave, special coffee blends, unique gifts and grooming items, and best of all, Acadiana's only simulated range where you can shoot not only targets, but you can shoot scenarios. Why spend a fortune on ammunition? You can become better at what you like to do. At the Rustic Renegade, knives, guns, guns, accessories, and the expert to handle it all. That's the Rustic Renegade, 2842 Northeast of Angelin Thruway. William S. Nicole Jewelry has been serving the Acadiana area for over 40 years now. 
Loose diamonds, engagement rings, wedding sets, the most extensive in-store selection Acadiana has to offer. Waterford Crystal, Swarovski Crystal, and a complete Pandora jewelry shop and shop right on the showroom floor. In-house jewelry repairs and a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. When you want bigger, better diamonds for less, when you want quality merchandise at affordable prices, shop local. Shop William S. Nicole Jewelry, 3802 Johnson Street, Lafayette. Make groceries with the stash. That's the mustache that runs Handy Stop. I'm Bradley Cruz, and our team at Handy Stop Market and Cafe have what you need in downtown Lafayette. With over 50 microbrews from Acadiana, locally sourced beef and pork, local produce, a deli with healthier lunch options, and even snowballs, Handy Stop is like going to the farmer's market seven days a week. Pick up what you need in the drive-thru, order through waiter, or visit Handy Stop for lunch and so much more. Make groceries with a stash and dash downtown to Handy Stop Market and Cafe. Use your implicit bias. Mention implicit bias when you call Luxury Limo and save 20% off of your booking. Don't forget, mention implicit bias and save 20% off your booking with Luxury Limo of Lafayette. Welcome back into Implicit Bias. I am your host, Kavon Bordelon. We are presented to you by the Rustic Renegade, 2842 Northeast Evangeline Thruway. It is time for our weekly whiskey, and boy, the question is, are idle hands the devil's playground? This is one that I absolutely believe, if you don't control yourself, could absolutely turn you into the devil's playground very, very quickly. And the look that I'm seeing from the Rustic Renegade across the table tells me that I am right. We are sampling idle hands. It comes from a company called Proof and Woods. Let me give you a little bit of background on this particular company. They are a spirits company. They don't do and they don't distill their own spirits. They actually pull it out of Indiana. My guess is MGP, right? Very large liquor distillery organization but they blend their own stuff. They started by making idle hands. This is the second batch. The first batch was very, very small. This one, Renee, I think you were telling me a little bit larger production right. run. Yeah, the first the first one was 2019 is what I read, and it was like 216 bottles. It was only two barrels. This one, they're doing 1,006 bottle cases, so that's 6,000 bottles on this one. This one? may be really hard to find very, very quickly. The Rustic Renegade, as I yeah. said, Mr. Caleb Morse. I think Caleb's going buy it. Uh, All of it. Yeah, if, if I see this, this, this is giving mattresses a run for its money. Wow. Like, yeah. That is high praise. Yeah. Uh, idle hands for me might be, might be my kryptonite. This is, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Which means that we have to watch this bottle because the Rustic Renegade may turn into Doug Henning and Oof, like magic, it's gone. <laughs> I mean, he was talking blue. I'm the way he was talking, this is blue blue. First blue sip, blue. First sip, I was like, I, I need this in my life. <laughs> so you already know that we have Acadiana's only certified master tobacconist in with the crew this week. He is Renee Gerard, otherwise known as Seawatt, the certified wizard of tobacco for Acadiana. We also have the Rustic Renegade, Mr. Caleb Morse. And we have in the chair of intoxication this evening, Mr. Bradley Cruz of Handy Stop Market and Cafe. He is new to the show this week. Mr. Cruz, your thoughts. Oh, good evening. I appreciate you guys uh, giving me the passcode into the secret lair. (laughs) 
Well, it's it's welcome to have you here with us. Your business downtown, obviously serving a need that also is local. It is all the things that we love to hear, self-made and a tradition brought out of New Orleans. Yeah, you know, growing up in a grocery store business, uh, we didn't have idle hands, that's for sure. Uh, you know, as far as I can remember back, you know, working in the grocery store, and there were no cartoons on a Saturday morning. It was working in one of our three grocery stores and growing up and, you know, with our Christian values and learning that from our parents and going to school, et cetera. And then, um, you know, just working all the way through college and, and all up my brothers and I uh, following my dad's lead and my mom after that and no idle hands that's for sure literally and figuratively no idle hands so let's turn our attention to this idle hands we will talk more about handy stop market and cafe and what you've got what we can find when we go in there and some of the great stuff that my wife found very quickly mr morse your review your in-depth flavor analysis <laughs> Of idle hands. So the the color is gorgeous. First, uh, that is a beautiful caramel color that's got in there. You can see you can see the they definitely used good barrels when they aged it. The smell I was kind of let back by the smell. I was I was smelling it first. And it it smelled a little thin, a little weak, wasn't very aggressive. And then when I tasted it, it's got just enough oomph. The uh, the initial rye because it's a high rye. The initial rye that hits you, it brings on that alcohol content. Got a little bit of a little bit of pepper out of it. Uh, man, it gave me chills at the back of my head like this, just enough cinnamon, nothing added. It's not like a fireball and there's, there's like a nuttiness. Yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting a little bit of a nuttiness also. Yeah. There's not a lot of nose on this one. It just, you know, at first when I, when I smelled it, it was, well, I don't know if this is going to have anything to it, but the flavor is there. It's got that pepper to it. I like this one. Mr. Cruz. Yeah, it definitely jumps out at you with a little fire right when it hits your palate, but it's smooth going down. It, it really is, and I agree. The color is a beautiful color from the bottle in your glass. Um, I agree with uh, the, the gentleman that it's not a huge aroma, but when it hits your palate, I mean, you taste it. It's got that spice in it, but it is smooth going down. Sam, in the corner, welcome into the official conversation. Is this going to be the first time we get to hear from you this week? Welcome into the official conversation. <laughs> well, we've been excluding you from the official conversation so far this week. But <laughs> Your thoughts on Idle Hands, because you are, as we have said, the self-avowed blossoming bourbon snob over in the corner. Yeah, so, I mean, you guys have already said it, but let me reiterate. I mean, I picture, like... Christmas time whiskey ads, you know, where you get that nice golden colored rooms and then they show like the pristine bottle of whiskey and it just looks beautiful. Like that's what this looks like in a glass. And not all the whiskeys that we've tried have looked like that. I know I'm being superficial just talking about the looks, but it really, it looks stunning uh, so, sitting in the glass. So how does this sit on your palate though? I mean, do you find this too much? Do you find it too little? Where where do you sit? It certainly punches you right whenever you whenever you take that sip. And I was thinking about that. I know last week we had that discussion with the um, what was it? Last week was Wolf Moon. Wolf Moon. Yeah. Uh, I know we were talking about Caleb said it punches you, but not quite enough. And this one came a little bit harder. So I was wondering if Caleb was going to enjoy it. But yeah, I I liked it right away. Uh, it's it's good, and it's not like um. There's no let off, you know, it's just, it's smooth all the way down. Uh, I don't know if I would say blue. I don't know if it, I, I got knocked off my feet that, that, 
that nicely, but I it's a green for me. It's a solid green. So I figured out exactly how I would describe this, and it's this may go over Sam's head. <laughs> the movie Legend. Yes. Tim Curry dressed up as a demon. Yes. He's drinking this yes. by the fireplace. Yeah. No. Absolutely. The especially when you see the bottle, the red oh, yeah. wax at the top, the black label with red writing. You definitely get that whole. Honestly, I'll tell you where I go. If anybody has ever seen pictures of the suites at the Saint Hotel in New Orleans. They have a saint's suite and a devil's suite. That's what this reminds me of. It's almost got that gothic look to the bottle. And what's on the inside, certainly the the color, as everybody has said, is absolutely beautiful on this. It is deep. It is rich. When it sits in the glass, even with the large single ice sphere, it doesn't start to turn at all. It holds the color and then the flavor. So it's not... It's not the A word. It's not the A word, but it is feisty. It is feisty, right? It like might not that. it might not be aggressive, but it is feisty enough. It's, it's like the little leprechaun, right? Like, <laughs> he's got just enough attitude to where you're like, oh, he's still cute. <laughs> hey, I he resemble was, that comment, right? He still smack you upside the head, though, I tell you. I was really, really shocked, to be quite honest. And this company also, every few years, makes what they call the DC series, the presidential dram. They make the senator, the representative. The bottle looked very similar to both of those. So I wondered if it was the same company. Proof and Wood does make the same whiskeys. So the bottle is actually very similar to the presidential dram when you see it, when you look at it. They also make a couple of very high-end one called Vertigo, over $150 a bottle. They make another one over $300 a bottle. If this is that good, there is part of me that is actually tempted to go, um... Okay, when you buy that bottle, make sure I'm on the show that week. I <laughs> yeah. want to try that. So here's the crazy part. Let's play. It is time for us to play What Would You Pay? The question is, where do you think this bottle comes in? And if you know, don't say it. I cheated, so I'm not going to say. All right. So, Caleb, where where do you think this falls on the what would you pay scale? So, I would very happily pay $75, $85 a bottle for this. Now, am I saying I'm happy I'm paying the dollar amount? No. Until you drink it. Until you drink it. This, to me, is, is easily close to $100. $75, $85. I can see it creeping higher some places. Uh it's got the flavor to deserve that kind of price tag. And you have officially, have you officially awarded it a blue? It, it is it is 100% blue. On the Morse Whiskey Rating Code. Bradley? Yeah, I'm probably a little bit lower, $60, $75. But when you taste it, you're going to say, yeah, it's worth more than that. I'm a solid green. Um, it's a little too much rye for me. I, I'm not a big rye person. It's got that bite um, in the beginning. But... You know, once you open it and you, you, you have that taste, you're going to say, yeah, that's worth a little bit more. Yeah, gotta, this, I, this could absolutely get me in trouble because to your point, where it falls on that, that price point scale, Sam, do you know, did you hear, what are your thoughts where this would fall on I what you've don't know, had before? So what do you think? Judging by the bottle, you could see it's got, it's, it's not a cheap bottle for sure. It's got the, um, the, the wax, um, what do you call that, lid? 
Yeah, it's just it's a wax coating. Yeah, it's over a the wax port, coating. Yeah. The, the labeling looks really nice. Uh, I, I'm assuming this is higher end. I'm assuming it's in the ballpark Caleb's talking about, probably between 70 and 80. All right. Since we have someone who cheated. <laughs> I had to look. I had to look this afternoon on the net. I saw it anywhere from 55 to $59. And I will actually do you one better. I picked this up in Lafayette for $45 and change. So that means if I buy three, <laughs> I'm getting a bargain. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. This is absolutely a bargain at $45. Hands down, an absolute bargain. Yeah. It's, it's very drinkable, especially at that price point. It I is mean, it's very great. drinkable. Yep. And I will tell you, I bought this at Champagne's Market. They have provided us with some whiskey in the past, um, and we're continuing that partnership. This particular bottle I did buy. But I bought this at Champagne's Market. So for those who were here, because you know we record on Thursday nights, those in the top secret podcast layer are already sending their emissaries right now to Champagne's. The texts are going out. If you want to look for it, hope they have some left. So because by the time you hear the show Saturday, they might be they'll gone. be out. They might be gone. It's possible. Because Caleb's going to buy it all. <laughs> I, I got to amortize that. It's three bottles gets me where I was thinking it was worth. So yeah. <laughs> two, really, two, really. But, you know, got to have a third. Yeah, absolutely. Got to have a spare. Yeah, this, one is none. Yeah. One is none. Two is one. Three is a spare. That's right. There you go. <laughs> On that note, we are trying to control ourselves over this idle hands. Because this one, I think, as I, I look over and see from our opening tasting, already has an empty glass or two or three so we will come back trying to control ourselves talking about control and how we relinquish control right here on implicit bias news talk 96.5 kpop don't be afraid of your dentist state-of-the-art comfortable and affordable dental care is just minutes away dr patrick Breesey practices sedation dentistry while providing services including dental implants and cosmetic makeovers his brand new office in rain houses the latest in dental technology so you can have the most pleasant dental experience while receiving the best results visit his website at raindentist.com that's r-a-y-n-e D-E-N-T-I-S-T dot com. Ladies, we know that man in your life is hard to shop for. That's why you need to go to the Rustic Renegade, Acadiana's only true men's emporium. They have unique gifts for the man in your life, including grooming essentials, special coffees, clothing, items perfect for his man cave, and yes, knives, guns, and accessories. So come on by the Rustic Renegade at 2842 Northeast of Angelin Thruway, just north of Point de Mouton, or visit them online at therusticrenegade.com. That's therusticrenegade.com for the man in your life. Make groceries with the stash. That's the mustache that runs Handy Stop. I'm Bradley Cruz, and our team at Handy Stop Market and Cafe have what you need in downtown Lafayette. With over 50 micro-brews from Acadiana, locally sourced beef and pork, local produce, a deli with healthier lunch options, and even snowballs, Handy Stop is like going to the farmer's market seven days a week. Pick up what you need in the drive-thru, order through waiter, or visit Handy Stop for lunch, and so much more. Make groceries with the stash and dash downtown town to handy stop marketing cafe hello my name is renee gerard i'm acadiana's certified master tobacconist piper's haven is at 3916 west congress street we are located between adrian's and gilbo road and we have thousands of cigars in our 553 square foot humidor everything you need to go with your cigars can be found at piper's haven at 3916 west congress street 
including cigar cutters, humidors, lighters, pipes, pipe tobacco, meerschaum pipes, briar pipes, pipe tools, pipe stands, pocket knives, and hunting knives, and we also provide knife sharpening. We also have a complete selection of Lamberger lamps and scents for that woman that's tired of the smell of cigar smoke. Just buy her something nice, and she will appreciate it a lot more. If you need a place to relax and smoke a cigar, come sit on our porch. Just remember to bring your chair. Piper's Haven at 3916 West Congress between Adrian's and Gilbo Road. Educational, social, and personal development for children is difficult to navigate, even more so for parents of children with disabilities. Do you need insight and understanding of your disabled child? Do you need an educational plan? Turn to Dr. T. Scott Smith with a PhD in educational psychology and 20 years experience working with parents and children with disabilities. Dr. Smith can assist with social, educational, and personal development. Contact Dr. Smith via his website at www.strategy365consulting.com or his email at tscottsmith at aol.com. Luxury Limo of Lafayette is now offering airport transportation in style. Get dropped and picked up in their luxurious sedan or their Mercedes-Benz Sprinter for up to 12 travelers. And that's not all. Luxury Limo of Lafayette has 12, 15, 18, 22, 24, 26, and 30 passenger party buses. That's Luxury Limo of Lafayette, 565-4385, 565-4385, or LuxuryLimoOfLafayette.net. Treat yourself to luxury with Luxury Limo of Lafayette. Welcome back into Implicit Bias. I am your host, Kevon Bordelon. We are presented by the Rustic Renegade, 2842 Northeast Evangeline Thruway, and the Renegade himself is in the house. We also have Acadiana's only certified master tobacconist, one of 15 in the world. He is Mr. Rene Gerard of Piper's Haven. And we have in the chair of intoxication, Mr. Bradley Cruz of Handy Stop Market and Cafe, a new addition to the Implicit Bias crew. We actually have a second week. This is the second week of new additions to the crew. It's awesome to have you here, Mr. Bradley. And, of course, in the corner, Sam the Man Stokes, who keeps us sounding as reasonable as we do. We appreciate it, Sam. Is this an invitation to the official conversation? or? <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> yes. Yes, this is an invitation to the official conversation, Sam. You can take your football, and you know what you can do with it at this point. (laughs) Everybody should know the joke about Sam and his football. He once said he feels like the kid with the football in the neighborhood. You kind of had to invite him to play because he had the gear. That's Sam's feeling over in the corner. Maybe it's Sam's way of trying to control his environment and trying to control the four people sitting here at the table in the Top Secret Podcast Lair, which is a Herculean feat unto itself keeping us from actually going out of control at the table. And that is the topic for this week. Herding cats. It's more like herding cats. Um, <laughs> it's more like herding cats with freaking laser beams on their head, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we try to be because, honestly, that is our implicit bias. And, you know, the one thing that really sticks out to me is so atypically, control is one of those things that we seek out, we feel like we need it, like we have to have it. But in reality, the more we try to gain it, the less of it we actually have. So when I was younger, I had like anger issues and uh, control issues and all that. And as I've really? gotten older, yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad Sam went yeah. there because it was on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> and uh, like throughout my military career, I had issues with uh, uh, authority. 
No, uh, never would have guessed that. I got out, um, go through the VA, all that stuff. They do all their tests, and they tell me, well, you have control issues and issues with authority and everything else. And, and what I finally realized was that you really don't control anything. We think we control our lives. We think we control our future. We think we control what we do on a daily basis. But if you are a true Christian and understand, you give up all control to God. And you live your life according to His will, not your own. And to do that and to relinquish control over your own life is the biggest breath of release I've ever, I've ever had. Like you, I find that control in faith, in the relinquishing of control to God. You tell me what I have experienced. It seems the more that I turn over control to him, the more control I actually get. So the more I just mm -hmm. say, you know what? I, I will work with whatever you give me because that is your will and not mine. It seems to always be easier than trying to grab a handful of sand to watch it all fall through your fingers. Renee? Yeah, I just, I mean, I look at it and I go through this ritual every night. I thank God for what happened today and pray that he helps guide me and lead me where I need to go tomorrow. I mean, that's pretty much all you can do because you think you can go out there and you can force things to happen. Eh, and it might initially happen that way, but guess what? It's going to smack you somehow. You just can't control that. You just got to go through life and pray to God. Mr. Cruz, you are grabbing that microphone pretty quickly. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> yeah, uh, I agree with the same thing. You know, for me, based in the, the Catholic faith, it is just giving that control up. And it, it is so uh, comforting, reassuring, you know, opening a business in the middle of a pandemic, um, hurricane season, frigid air, you know, all, all the things that happened in 2021, you know, there's... I couldn't control any of that, nothing. And all we can control is our response to those situations or those, you know, our reaction, if you will. Sometimes you can't even control that. Um, but for me, it, it is based in that faith, the prayer at night, in the morning, I thank God every morning, I get to do what I love to do. We live in a country that allows me to do what I love to do and freely go about that. There's not that- For now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You don't need it. You don't need a passport just yet to go from state to state, right? Um, <laughs> and it, it is not that strict governmental control. Yes, we have the, the control that we have to work within, but it's you know we, we can do those things. We yeah. have that freedom of speech and that um, freedom to, to open the businesses that we want to open. And um, you know, I've already searched to see if I can sell idle hands at handy stop. <laughs> so maybe the freedom to do that as well. Um, but it, it really is for me based in that faith and. It, it is comforting, you know, I get home at night and it's just relaxing. Okay, another day, I got to do what I love to do. You know, let's get this party started tomorrow. And ultimately, I think that's, that's the place where we really have to land because it is that mindset of, you know what, I can't control this. All I can control is my reaction, which even sometimes we all have issues doing that in some way, shape, or form, right? There is the difference between a response and a reaction. A reaction is reflex. There is no thought. The more we respond to things as opposed to react to things, the better off we are. And the more we accept that we can't control everything, 
the more responses we're able to give as opposed to reactions. And it just seems like the better off life turns out around all of us. Well, you know, and, and we, we teach that with self-defense and, and everything else. The military taught us that through NCO, uh, non-commissioned officer leadership schools, other leadership programs back when they had PLDC, the primary leadership development course. Um, they taught you how to respond to things and not to react to things. And, and you see it now in certain situations. You'll see people having conversations and someone puffs up, gets angry, and they have an emotional reaction as opposed to someone who responds. And you'll see it in, in car wrecks, everything else. The person who was running around making the most noise is in the least amount of control. And the way to gain the control, in my opinion, for me, was to realize that there is very little I have any control over. So if I have no control over it, let me take time, gather my thoughts, talk to God for a moment, and figure out the best course of action. Yeah, and and uh, you hit the nail on the head, that response and, and the control, you know, as a healthcare is my background, emergency healthcare is my background. And so for years and years doing that, and I remember an instance um, in the emergency department and, and a parent of a child that we had a critically ill child and she's like, you know, frantic. And she wanted me to have that same sense of loss of control that she had. And why aren't you doing that? You know, and, and, and so I calmed her down. I said, you know, we are doing that. You don't want me running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Mm -hmm. you know? Well, and, and that's even taught in all kinds of self-defense classes. Uh, the golden rule of self-defense is that in any altercation, the person who keeps their control and keeps their emotions in check almost always wins. The person that gets emotional, absolutely just they lose all control of themselves. Look at, look at football players. Look at athletes who talk trash to get in somebody else's head to get them to do what? To react, not to respond, to react. Businesses, I mean, when you think about large organizations, I've worked for a few of them. A lot of times, even down to their salespeople, will say, we want to control how you do this. We want to control this process. We want to control that process. There needs to be process. Don't get me wrong. But too much control leads you to essentially failure. One of the greatest generals the United States has ever known, Patton. George S. Patton had a saying, and I quote, which I'm messing up, I never tell someone how to do something. I show them the goal and watch them find creative ways to do it. Well, it's, it's you provide parameters, right? And you give someone parameters to make free thought and free decision. Because if you spell out everything, the moment something happens outside of that direction... No one knows how to respond. But if you give someone the ability to think on their own, to problem solve on their own, they tend to do a good job at it. You know, and, and that, that's one of the things that bothered me in the service was under some leadership, we, were, we had to respond certain ways to everything. And life doesn't operate in black and white. Everything is gray. So there has to be a certain amount of leeway. And, and some leadership doesn't understand that. I got into other units where, man, line-level NCOs, y'all made the decisions because you understood, you knew your soldiers, and you wanted, you wanted what was best for them. Mission first, soldiers always. That was one of the things, right? And, and, and I'm, I'm sure you probably heard that at some point as well, Renee. Like that was one of the things that was drilled into us as good leaders, and I believe that's what we need to have over in, in civilian life as well. Everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the face. You got to say it the right way. You got you got to give the lift. Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. 
right? You got to give the Mike Tyson quote because that is absolutely the truth. Yeah. I mean, you can plan all you want, but one little curve and then a lot of people react instead of respond. And it's much like the rule of getting into a fight with someone who's got a knife, right? Life is the same way. You are going to get punched in the mouth. You get into a fight with someone with a knife, everyone's getting cut. Somebody Those universal rules cut. are just true, right? And we have to understand that to function in it. Now, it makes me wonder, as we start to think about different generations and where we are, you know, we talk about that lack of ability to control emotion. We seem to be in a time and a place where there's a large swath of this country that can't get past the emotion. They cannot respond. They are forced, it seems, to react. They just can't seem to control the emotion of the situation. Is that because they've never had to deal with enough to realize you really don't have control? Well, I think a lot of it is, you know, especially with the media now, you know, it, they're driving more and more. I think they're, they're pushing people to be out of control, to be more reactionary. Well, and more emotional towards it. And I got a bunch of friends of mine that we're just like, okay, watch what happens. Stand back because you got both sides. You got two extremes combating each other and you have the media in the middle stirring it up and in the government doing their thing but if you just stand back and watch it you can see the play you can see the play forming on the field so that now you can respond instead of react to it chaos is good for ratings and when i say ratings <laughs> i'm not just talking about the media social media everything right uh, people care more about how many likes they can get on a video than what they do good for their their fellow man and mankind. So that's their ratings. And you have people who've never had to have any control because mommy and daddy, and when I say mommy and daddy, mommy and daddy, whatever, right, you know, right. they, can, they do it all for them. And that was one of the best things about the military. You didn't have to think. You were told what time to wake up, what time to go to bed, what to wear, what to eat, when to do something, and when to do it, and how to do it. But then when you get in this free thought, well, now you have to make decisions. Now you have to understand the, the big picture. And we have people who've never had to make decisions. And when they get faced with that decision, they either shut down or they freak out. And I never want to be in that situation. I'm going to take a little different viewpoint from it. I think when you mentioned generational, I think this generation is probably one of the first generations that's allowed to have those feelings, Right. You know, we had Jackie O, right? She's supposed to be stoic yeah. and she, you're not supposed to see that emotion. And, you know, as a white Anglo-Saxon male, you didn't cry and you didn't hug yeah. and there was no I love you, those kind of things. And, well, that's all socially acceptable today. And this generation is growing up with that. And um, I, I think it's a good thing that we can share those. But, yeah, there's some borders and parameters with, within that. But I think from my viewpoint, it's, um, and I see that downtown with uh, my interaction with so much of the younger generation and, and um, uh, a kind of a, a more liberal um, community, they are, that is their norm is sharing those emotions, whether it's good, bad, um, indifferent, whereas we didn't do that growing up. You know, it's just, you know, our generation was stoic and you, you didn't share those feelings and um, you, you had still had newsprint and oh, yeah. three channels and, yeah. you know. Well, um, and, son, and son, if, you, if you're going to cry, I'm going to give you a reason to cry, right? right? Well, yeah. 
you know, yeah. emotion's a good thing. And, and, and to that response, uh, a friend of mine, probably two, three years ago, was in the shop uh, with his son. And his son did something and, w- and was crying. His son was five years old, maybe. And I pulled him aside and I said, hey, buddy, look, tears have value. Tears carry weight. So if what you're crying about isn't important, don't waste the weight. Don't waste the tears. Don't waste the value because you're devaluing your emotions. Emotions have a ton of value. And when you look back at like real stoicism, when, when the Stoics existed, uh, the Spartans and everyone else, Jesus' time even, yeah. men had emotion. Men can control emotion because there's a time and a place to be emotional. And in line, waiting to get your Dr. Pepper is not a time to be emotional. Trying to negotiate, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I get people who try to negotiate all the time. They're like, look, this is a great $500 widget. I'll offer you $300. And we laugh about it at the shop. I tell them, I appreciate your zest for life and your zeal to negotiate, but no. <laughs> well, we are going to have to negotiate a little bit here because Sam is giving us the finger in the corner. We are going to take a break. We're going to come whining. back. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey, I, I, I might cry now that Sam has fussed at me. I will do it and make it a response during the break, not a reaction. We'll have more implicit bias when we come back on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Men want to look like men. That means when it's time for a fresh cut, men go where men go. All-American Barbering. Licensed barber Nick Duplishan and the staff at All-American Barbering do it right. From old school haircuts to straight razor shaves to beard trim and shaping, even boys look like men after a cut from All-American Barbering. A veteran-owned business, All-American Barbering is located in Broussard at 807 Albertsons Parkway, Suite B. Schedule your appointment to look like a man at their website, allamericanbarbering.com. Remember, men, when you want to look like a man, go to Broussard. Go to All-American Barbering. You deserve the healthiest and tastiest steaks available. You deserve Wagyu. Known for its unmatched flavor and marbling, Rosewood Farms raises Texas Wagyu and is only available at a few select locations in Acadiana. Rosewood Ranch's Texas Wagyu has a buttery flavor and is remarkably tender. It is also high in omega-3 and omega-6 fatty acids, which are known to fight heart disease, Alzheimer's, and arthritis. As for Rosewood Ranch's Texas Wagyu at Shopbine's Market, Took's Meat Market, and Alexander's Market in Baton Rouge. Tell them it's your implicit bias. Taste the Wagyu difference with Rosewood Forms Texas Wagyu. Anderson Pest Control is your one-stop shop for residential, commercial, and termite control. We're a Louisiana company with Louisiana hospitality that has the knowledge and expertise to handle all your pest control needs. Anderson Pest Control, we wouldn't put technicians in your house that we wouldn't put in ours. Way down here in the Bayou State, critters come in every single size and shape. Pick up the phone, don't hesitate. Call Anderson Pest Control today. William S. Nicole Jewelry has been serving the Acadiana area for over 40 years now. Loose diamonds, engagement rings, wedding sets, the most extensive in-store selection Acadiana has to offer. Waterford Crystal, Swarovski Crystal, and a complete Pandora Jewelry shop and shop right on the showroom floor. In-house jewelry repairs and a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. When you want bigger, better diamonds for less, when you want quality merchandise at affordable prices, shop local. Shop William S. Nicole Jewelry, 3802 Johnson Street, Lafayette. 
Attention Acadiana, have you been to the Rustic Renegade, Acadiana's only true men's emporium? The Rustic Renegade has it all. Special items for that man cave, special coffee blends, unique gifts and grooming items, and best of all, Acadiana's only simulated range where you can shoot not only targets, but you can shoot scenarios. Why spend a fortune on ammunition? You can become better at what you like to do at the Rustic Renegade. Knives, guns, guns, accessories, and the experts to handle it all. That's the Rustic Renegade, 2842 Northeast of Angeline Thruway. Luxury Limo of Lafayette is now offering airport transportation in style. Get dropped and picked up in their luxurious sedan or their Mercedes-Benz Sprinter for up to 12 travelers. And that's not all. Luxury Limo of Lafayette has 12, 15, 18, 22, 24, 26, and 30 passenger party buses. That's Luxury Limo of Lafayette, 565-4385, 565-4385, or LuxuryLimoOfLafayette.net. Treat yourself to luxury with Luxury Limo of Lafayette. Sam, would you stop trying to control me? Sam, you have to stop that. You you are the guy in the corner. It's not your show. Do you understand that, Sam? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm the guy with the fingers on the levers over here. Okay, so maybe it is your show. <laughs> Welcome back to Implicit Bias. I am your host, Kavon Bordelon. Sam Stokes of Better Boot Productions is in the corner. He is keeping control of the show or lack thereof. We also have with us your presenting sponsor, the Rustic Renegade, 2842 Northeast Evangeline Thruway. He is the Rustic Renegade, Mr. Caleb Morse, your presenting sponsor, 2842 Northeast Evangeline Thruway. We also have with us from Piper's Haven, Mr. Rene Girard, Acadiana's only certified master tobacconist. And from Handy Stop Market and Cafe in downtown Lafayette, our newest member of the crew, Mr. Bradley Cruz, joins us as we are talking about control. And if you're talking about control, one of the things that just can't escape the conversation, it's gun control. It has been part of our conversation for the last 48 years, as long as I can remember. It's as long as I've been on the planet. We've always been talking about it. We've always been dealing with it. But most recently, we are starting to believe that gun control can be controlled, which if you follow the first couple segments of the show, you've come to realize that, yeah, the the more you try to control it, like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives, right? Literally, they just flow through your fingers. But we have a president, we have an administration who believes that gun control should be one of their top priorities. And you know what? He's in office. He has that right. But I have the right to disagree with him, although respectfully. President Joe Biden had this to say about gun control laws, where they do work and where they don't work. Now, the gun lobby wants you to believe that cities that are the toughest gun, had the toughest gun laws still have the highest rates of gun violence, as was pointed out by the group we had today in our roundtable. The, the violence is so they argue, why do you need those gun laws if they don't work in cities that have tough laws? Don't believe it. Here's the truth. Today's conversation with Mayor Scott of Baltimore, for example, echoed what we know to be the case and hear from mayors all across the country. Mayors have the power to help shape and enforce the laws in their cities, but they can't control the laws in neighboring cities and states, even though the gun legally bought there is often ends up in their streets. Mayor Scott says that 80 percent of the guns in Baltimore were acquired outside the city. Outside the city. There's little he can do about that. So we have to act. As part of our strategy, the Justice Department is creating five new strike forces to 
crack down on illegal gun trafficking in the Carters, supplying weapons to cities like New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, Washington, D.C., and the Bay Area. Okay, so there's a lot to unpack here, and we're going to start with this. So these mayors essentially are getting to say, I have control, but I have no responsibility for what happens in my city. That's number one. I do have control, but I can't control what happens somewhere else. The statistic of 80% of the guns being bought somewhere else, you know what? That may actually be correct. However, the logic of that's why my crime rates are so high seems to fail here, and here's why. Because if guns are easier to buy everywhere else where the gun laws are lax, why would the criminals bring them to places where there are tougher gun laws where they potentially face worse criminal sentences for bringing said guns? In other words, if, the, if it's because guns are easy to buy somewhere else, the crime rate should be high somewhere else as well as your city. Renee, I, I, I see you itching to jump in on this one. They bring guns that they did not buy other places because odds are they were stolen from somebody. And then they, guess what? They bring them to the city that has the toughest gun laws because they don't care. Because why? They're criminals. They don't pay attention to gun laws. It makes no difference to them. And why would you go to a place that guns are everywhere you know people on the street have guns you don't mess with those people i'm gonna go someplace where i know they don't have guns the pickings are easy over there mr morris so i really like math right (laughs) um math math gives me tangible things like i know numbers mean certain things uh according to the fbi last statistics pushed out uh, 2016, 56% of all firearms used in crimes, violent crimes, that includes homicides, all kinds of other things, 56% were stolen. So they're saying 80% of the firearms. That's, that's like more than half, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> okay. maybe they mean 80% of the legal firearms that are brought? Yeah, of the legal firearms. Wait, wait, so wait. that would be 44%. Now, of that 44%, we're not accounting for things that were inherited, lost, found, that kind of stuff, or anything else, or guns that weren't reported stolen. We'll just leave it at 44%. So if 80% of that, that would mean that 32% of the firearms used in those, well, then let's back out, because out of the violent crime, suicide is a violent crime. It's a crime upon oneself. So from the data we have, 75, we'll call it 75% of homicides or suicide, crimes against self. So now that 44% that came out of nowhere from their 80% is an even smaller number. So wait a minute. Caleb. I'm confuddled. (laughs) Are you trying to tell me that this 80% number might be disingenuous? I think it is 100% unfactual. And when I say unfactual, I mean not based in facts in any way, shape, or form. The other thing to think about, too, is most police departments have to report to larger agencies. When I say larger agencies, we're talking about the FBI. Small agencies. Louisiana has a lot of small agencies. They don't report, most of them don't report their crimes as far as numbers and statistics to the FBI. Why? Because they don't have the manpower or money to do so. And when they do... 
it's two to five, two to three years behind. So if a mayor that was elected last year is reporting numbers to the FBI for this year, they're not getting data back until it's the person before them. So you mean to tell me that Doosan doesn't have an FBI office in there that they can <laughs> that Kip can go right to and say we got you know? So wait a minute. In fact, more gun control laws don't actually mean more control of guns. Not as long as a government that sells guns to cartels and sends them across the board illegally exists. Oh wait, I mean, sorry. <laughs> God, that was fast and furious, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I love when you pick up what I'm putting down. <laughs> oh, man. Roll right into that one. Uh, it goes back to the original premise. You know, we're assuming that these are law-abiding citizens that are committing these crimes, right? But it's not. It's criminals. And, you know, j- the definition of criminal is someone who's committing a crime. So they're doing that with their, their stolen gun, wherever they got it from, uh, and coming into a particular area. But... So you mean a criminal is not going to obey the law that's in place? They're going to find a way to go around it? I mean, let's, let's look at the U.K., right? Whenever they banned the vast majority of firearms, people turned in because the vast majority of people are good, law-abiding citizens. They turned in hundreds of thousands of antique firearms. Firearms have been passed down for generations, and they literally just rolled over with, with uh vibe rollers and everything else and crushed them and steamrolls and crushed them in the streets. And then what do we see now 20 years later? Well, knives are the problem. Guns were the problem 20 years ago and now it's knives and you as a citizen can't have a sharp steak knife because someone's going to steal that knife and use it in a crime. And if you think I'm making that up, Look up knife crime and edged weapon crime in the UK. Well, I'm about to say, have they banned assault knives in the UK? <laughs> uh, only, yeah, only the black evil looking knives, <laughs> I guess. But I bet you there's still a lot of gun crime in the UK because people smuggling. They found, uh, I, th- I think it might have been two years ago, uh, they found cars being brought in that had airsoft firearms that had been converted. When I say converted, they're not easily converted. This is someone spending hard-earned time, money, everything else to make these toy firearms functioning firearms and they found hundreds of them yeah so do we learn anything as a government because we have had a war on drugs for the last 30 years and drugs are gone right we don't have a drug problem anymore correct yeah because they made them all illegal so you yeah know, the so drugs they're going are away all, so if you're a graduate of dare you're 50 percent more likely to do drugs <laughs> and that is a hard and that is a number statistic it yeah. is so let's go back to that conversation of how fast and how furious this thing has gotten, how people are potentially using stolen firearms. MSN.com from 20 days ago. U.S. military guns keep vanishing, some used in street crimes. And I quote from the article, in one case, authorities linked an army pistol stolen from Fort Bragg, North Carolina, to four shootings in New York before it was recovered. Another stolen army pistol was used in a Brooklyn Street robbery. There were 65 Beretta M9s stolen in Afghanistan. And you can just keep reading on and on and on. Military weapons are especially vulnerable to corrupt insiders responsible for stealing them. These are fine upstanding citizens that are stealing these guns so guess what they're these are people criminals these are people who are (laughs) serving 
voluntarily in the U.S. Armed Services. And look, this is not to take a shot at any service because all services are guilty. The Army has turned in numbers. The Air Force has not turned in numbers at all. That's because that's because the Air Force doesn't use firearms. <laughs> no, their, their motto is aim high. We don't want to hurt anybody. But, uh, but, but the point is, I mean, you're talking about what yeah, should but be what a better, that, a better... What that statistic cut. also doesn't say is how many of those were actual break-ins and not somebody on the inside selling well, off the so side? It, so I it mean, talks there, about there, one there instance. Is a, there is a lot of incidents of break-ins to armories in that. Yeah. I mean, literally break-ins. Well, I mean, so National Guard armories are very, very vulnerable to that kind of stuff. Uh, reservists and all that, too, because it's just the, the manner of the way they're set. Now, they have security fences and everything else, and they do everything they can. But a thief is a thief, right? right? Uh, active duty, it's a little bit more strict, a little bit harder. But even then, we lose firearms and, and, and missiles in training scenarios. Then you do hands across the desert, double arm interval. Let's look for these NVGs. Let's look for this firearm. We looked for a rifle, my first deployment in Kuwait across the desert, and we didn't find it. I had mine. Someone else was at fault. And after all, a fence is just there to control an honest man and keep an honest man honest. We're going to try and keep... Everyone honest here in the Top Secret Podcast layer as we work through Idle Hands, five-year-old straight bourbon whiskey here on Implicit Bias. We will be back with more right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Nobody likes to drive around in a grimy ride. Clean that car the Cajun way. Zydeco Ride and Shine Car Wash at 320 Willow and Cajun Car Wash at 510 Lafayette Street in Youngsville are there for you. Our facilities provide you with the best automatic car wash in the Acadiana area. Regulars get a bonus. Buy three washes at a location, get the fourth one free. Zydeco Ride and Shine and Cajun Car Wash. Keeping Acadiana's rides clean since 2014. Educational, social, and personal development for children is difficult to navigate, even more so for parents of children with disabilities. Do you need insight and understanding of your disabled child? Do you need an educational plan? Turn to Dr. T. Scott Smith with a PhD in educational psychology and 20 years experience working with parents and children with disabilities. Dr. Smith can assist with social, educational, and personal development. Contact Dr. Smith via his website at www.strategy365consulting.com or his email at tscottsmith at aol.com. Attention Acadiana, have you been to the Rustic Renegade? Acadiana's only true men's emporium. The Rustic Renegade has it all. Special items for that man cave, special coffee blends, unique gifts and grooming items, and best of all, Acadiana's only simulated range where you can shoot not only targets, but you can shoot scenarios. Why spend a fortune on ammunition? You can become better at what you like to do. At the Rustic Renegade, knives, guns, guns, accessories, and the experts to handle it all. That's the Rustic Renegade, 2842 Northeast of Angeline Thruway. William S. Nicole Jewelry has been serving the Acadiana area for over 40 years now. Loose diamonds, engagement rings, wedding sets, the most extensive in-store selection Acadiana has to offer. Waterford Crystal, Swarovski Crystal, and a complete Pandora Jewelry shop and shop right on the showroom floor. In-house jewelry repairs and a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. When you want bigger, better diamonds for less, when you want quality merchandise at affordable prices, shop local. Shop William S. Nicole Jewelry, 3802 Johnson Street, Lafayette.
Don't be afraid of your dentist. State-of-the-art, comfortable, and affordable dental care is just minutes away. Dr. Patrick Breesey practices sedation dentistry while providing services, including dental implants and cosmetic makeovers. His brand new office in Rain houses the latest in dental technology, so you can have the most pleasant dental experience while receiving the best results. Visit his website at raindentist.com. That's R-A-Y-N-E. D-E-N-T-I-S-T dot com. Did you hit the right button this time, Sam? We actually are back with the second hour of Implicit Bias. Sam Stokes with Better Root Productions doing everything he can to try and control the crew in the top secret podcast lair, trying to keep our idle hands actually working. But unfortunately, our idle hands are empty. It's gone. <laughs> Idle Hands, five-year-old straight bourbon whiskey, a blend, is absolutely phenomenal. Gentlemen in the Top Secret Podcast Lair, as we bring you the second hour brought to you by Piper's Haven, 3916 West Congress, Acadiana's only certified master tobacconist is here in-house with us. Renee, you were drinking this neat as opposed to everyone else who had the large single ice sphere. Your thoughts on Idle Hands specifically neat? I just, I mean, I just like my whiskey neat. I like to taste the whiskey unadulterated. And, you know, I, I'm going to fess up. We all, I had probably one more than I normally have. But we all short poured just so Caleb <laughs> could get the mass, vast majority of this bottle because he loved this stuff. Yeah, I think this falls on the Morse Whiskey Rating Code as a definite blue. Most definitely. There's there's no shade to this one. No shade. Wow, there we go. We That's the first time we've had a throwing shade reference <laughs> in the Top Secret Podcast. We also have with us the stash from Handy Stop Market and Cafe, Mr. Bradley Cruz. How does the stash rate idle hands? Yeah, definitely a green for me. It, it might be a little shading up to the blue, maybe a turquoise or something like that. <laughs> Hey, we don't get to mix colors here <laughs> on Implicit Bias. We it is the Morse Whiskey Rating Code. No control over that. We no. have control over that. Yes, it, we do. Definitely a green. <laughs> um, I'm still enjoying it. The sphere is uh, shrinking down, but the taste is still there. Uh, amazing. The color still there. Um, that bite still there. It, it, it still goes down smooth. One of the things that I really, really like about Idle Hands, we do, most of us, consume our whiskey here with a two-inch ice sphere some whiskeys can't hold up to it this absolutely as you get that weep at the beginning it hits the palate with bold caramel flavors you get that little spice of the rye you get almost a barley type finish with it but it holds up through the ice sphere renee well i mean i you didn't have i didn't sphere, i didn't so have, know i don't know what you're talking about i mean i just drink my whiskey <laughs> straight up you know, just like they do in the cowboy movies. Whiskey. Neat. You know. <laughs> All right, Josie Wales. <laughs> no, I mean, this This definitely, it it handles its own with the ice. It doesn't lose its power. It doesn't lose its virility. Um, I like this. Virility. What a word. That's a <laughs> he was sitting on that one. He was sitting on that it word, wasn't he? It literally just came to me. It was yeah. like, oh, mm-hmm, yeah. Virility. Speaking of virility, Sam in the corner, your thoughts on this one? <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we're revisiting because uh, while you guys were doing the last segment, I kept having this thought in my mind, and it was like, this this is a blue. You know it's a blue. <laughs> like, you, you know it's a blue. You're saying it's a green because you don't want to give everything a blue. 
you know, I'm, I asked Caleb at one point, how many blues do you actually have? And he said only three. And I think I'm sitting at three right now. This is a blue, guys. Yeah, this 100%. is this is really good. This, this is, is good. Yeah, this is yeah, that Sam's greatest compliment. It's good. This this is probably <laughs> the least expensive blue that we've called to a bit. Absolutely it's majestical. Yeah, yeah, but majestical. <laughs> but the- Sam's turning. Sam is like turning into somebody else sitting over in the corner. You got to have the blue with the green. I'm trying the- to be like Caleb. It's it's majestical. It's blismical. It ain't gonna last long. There's only six thousand bottles of this. Yeah, and that's the one thing that as as we start to try and think about what we like to drink and what's accessible, what you can get, whiskey is one of those things today that if you find something you like, you better buy it. Buy everything you can find now because tomorrow it might be allocated, it might be hard to find, it might not be in Louisiana if you live in Louisiana. Who knows where it's gonna go, where it's gonna be. Because if somebody finds out it's special and it starts getting hot and gets that buzz about it on the market, it's gone. Well, it'll it'll go or definitely go up in price quite a bit. I mean, it, it's the same thing that happens with cigars. You know, a cigar manufacturer makes a cigar. It's a limited run. They only got so much of this tobacco to make this cigar. And then we have collectors that come out and they want to buy them. But the problem is they just sit on the cigar. It's like... Dude, he made that cigar to enjoy, not to look pretty in the humidor. Same with whiskey. These guys, they distill these whiskeys. They make them for you to drink and enjoy. You know, the the Irish, or actually the Gaelics, call whiskey the water of life. Aqua Vita. God made this for you to enjoy. Enjoy it. So you mean you mean that this is like the ALRs that I get from you? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But see, like the thing about the ALRs is, I don't buy a box of scars and look at them. No, you smoke them. You I do it right. Every you one do, of them. You do it right. That's what you're supposed to do with it. Cigars and whiskey, both. You're supposed to enjoy it. It's just like time. It's supposed to be well spent. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, and that's the beauty when you're on your business, right? You can pick a couple cigars that you really enjoy and have them in stock or a whiskey. But um, for me as a small business owner, the, the, the challenge is when you find something like this, it's how can I get that? Because, you know, 6,000 bottles, is it ever going to make it to my shelf? I mean, that's a difficult challenge, you know. A, I got to have the right distributor. Um, I've got to get it at the right time. You know, if I'm down below the big guys and I'm uh-huh. at the bottom of the toe, you know, I just can't get it. And so um, I have to enjoy it in instances like this or, or go buy a bottle myself. And hell, that ain't going on the shelf. You know, <laughs> <laughs> if there's ever a blue bottle, it's not making it to the shelf. I it is so it. nice to know that you love us enough not to share with us. <laughs> I'm going to share. I'm just not going to sell it to you yeah. <laughs> by the bottle. I might sell it to you by the glass, but you know, and, and that's the beauty, you know, downtown you can pass by on, on, you know, certain nights of the week and I'm out there smoking a cigar, um, enjoying it and, and drinking a, a craft beer or, or a um, glass of something because you got to take that time to enjoy it. Like you just said, Caleb, you know, life, you just got to slow down and, and, and enjoy that time and, um, it's getting a little hot to do it, but you know, just sit out there and just relax and cap off your evening. And when you can do it with with friends or family or hell, a great cigar or a great whiskey, you got to do that. Is that ultimately why Louisiana 
consistently rates in the happiest states in the country because we seem to revel in the fact that we don't control squat, so we're just going to enjoy it while we got it. That and we have we have drive-through daiquiris. <laughs> <laughs> Most people come from other states and they go, "Y'all have what?" Yeah, no, agreed. You can drive through daiquiri place. Yep, yeah. Life down here happens a lot slower, you know, and uh, we try to enjoy that life. We have people who live to be a hundred in South Louisiana. We have people who live to be one, but. Every minute of every day is to be cherished and is something that's to be shared. And that's what I love about things like what we do here, guys, and, and about your shop and my shop and your shop and, and implicit. It's we do it for the community, and the community can be just us five that are here tonight. And we enjoy that time and these things such as a good whiskey as a good cigar with each other. And, and 10 years from now when we have another taste or another smoke, and it all comes back. You can remember. Remember back when we did? Oh, yeah. I can remember that. No, Caleb, after what he had of thirteen of Idle Hands, may not remember <laughs> any of that. Right? No, I've seen him go through a lot more than no, that. I know. <laughs> he can remember this. <laughs> yeah. But that ultimately, I think, lies where control actually is and is not. Not only in our personal lives, and our business lives, in our spiritual lives, in everything we do. Right, It is that recognition of, you know what, I don't have to control everything. I might want to control everything. Oh, is, yeah. it, is it a want or is it a need? Everybody wants to control Correct. everything, but yeah, you either can't or shouldn't. I have a question for the panel. Uh-oh. Because we have a lot of uh, business owners here. And I, I, I remember, Caleb, I think in the second segment, you said uh, you have a problem with authority. And I think that's something that it runs uh, true for entrepreneurs that a lot of entrepreneurs have issues with authority and that's kind of the reason why they go off on their own. But what I've come to experience is uh, whenever you have a problem with authority, you think going off on your own is the correct thing, but then you come to find <laughs> out that everyone now tells you what to do instead of like one or two people telling you what to do. Is that something that you've come to find? Uh, for a long time, I, I said that my time is not my own, you know, because people dictated what I did during my time. And that's why I don't like to call the people that I work with employees. We work together. And I want them to feel empowered in the company because they have a voice. They, have a, they can help steer the direction that we go. So in order for me to give them a true empowerment, they have to have that voice and give direction. So a lot of people do tell me what to do as a business owner. And sometimes that's the, that's the beauty as the owners. I can say, I hear you. And sometimes I can say, la, 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 la. <laughs> and, and Bradley, the stash cruise, was like vehemently pointing at Sam when he said, I find that more people are telling me what I do or what I have to do. But that is kind of the situation in a business. Now you have that responsibility. And if you want to continue maintaining what little control you have, you kind of have to give it up. Uh, I mean, down from, you know, you look at Department of Health or Wildlife Fisheries or I had to get a cut flower permit to sell flowers so the department of forestry yeah, ag and forestry you know <laughs> all of these permits and the processes but the, but the government doesn't want to control you <laughs> i promise you know and before this i was an independent contractor i worked for myself when i wanted how i wanted you know i mean renee right i'm sitting on the porch a lot and then and then realizing oh may 19th 2020 my life's going to change i opened my own business and now i'm there more than i i care to admit but 
um, again, to do what we do, what we love to do in a community that we love and care about uh, is glorious. And you get to do that. And, and again, I'm not joking. You know, you can find me on one night a week or so sitting out, um, enjoying that drink, enjoying that smoke, just relaxing and enjoying the company, people walking by, um, or whatever it is, or sitting on Renee's porch. Um, I got to make it out to, uh, your place. Cause you know, on my four free hours a week I have. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, it's, it's interesting that we have this conversation because as we start to think about control and what we're working with and what we get to do and with, with our businesses and our lives and, Man, that train of thought just completely left me. <laughs> and it has nothing to do because I have not maybe over partaken of idle hands. No, we saved it all for Caleb. Yeah, we did. We did. But as we start to go through businesses and we start to realize that, you know, who we are, what we are, how our businesses function and what we give up to do that, that sacrifice, that's really the ultimate control. That it is a sacrifice because we do it not just for ourselves, we do it for our communities. We do it for our families. When ultimately someone else has control of us and we give into that and we do it for the right people, then then I think we're on that right path. Right. And, and I'll give a quick example of when you work for yourself and not for a corporation because I used to work for the largest hospital corporation in America and oh. you didn't have a lot of decision making. I had a gentleman a couple weeks ago who lost his EBT, SNAP benefits card, food stamps, right? So he can't buy food, right? The rest of us, we lose our debit card. We get another credit card. We call the bank. We get it. He was told seven to 10 days. So as a small business owner, I can make the hard line decision to say, sorry, you don't have it. Come see me in seven to 10 days when you get your, your, your card. Or I can have that empathy. Um, I can care about my community. I can care about that individual and say, you know what? We're going to run up a little tab for you. What you need, get it. And when you get your card, I trust you. I've seen you over the last year. You've been in here. You've been a great customer, et cetera. Come back and we'll settle up. And it's a handshake deal. There's no forms. There's no paperwork. There's none of that, you know, governmental intervention. It's just two individuals in a community. And that, in that instance, the community is him and I. We looked at each other. We shook hands and a deal was done. And when he got his card in like four or five days, he came back and took care of it. Uh, that's the control that I can have in my business that I don't even need any regulation to do so. And, and that's the beauty of it too, is he, he should remember that for the rest of his life, you know, and that's, that's the beauty and benefit of small business. Small business means 70% of every tax dollar that's spent or, or brought in is through a small business, not a big corporation, a small business. And it's the impact upon the community. We're the ones that donate to the soccer leagues. We're the ones that donate to, to this and that in time, because we care. And where we find the big point that came back to Kavan during this conversation was this. Ultimately, those who have the most control give up the most control. You recognize them because they don't want to control you. They want you to make your own decisions. The second you find someone who's trying to control you, run. Run for the hills, which is what we're going to do during this commercial break. But we will be back with more Implicit Bias right here on News Talk 96.5 KPR.
You're listening to News Talk 96.5, KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a Town Square media station. Does your insurance give you assurance? Justin Robichaux with Quality Plus Insurance is in the business of providing personal and commercial coverage with integrity and confidence focused on your long-term goals and partnerships. As an independent insurance agent, Quality Plus Insurance has more than 30 years of experience creating tailored insurance coverage for their customers, and they have relationships with multiple major carriers. Insurance with assurance. Justin Robichaux and Quality Plus Insurance, 233-9925 or qualityplusinsurance.com. William S. Nicole Jewelry has been serving the Acadiana area for over 40 years now. Loose diamonds, engagement rings, wedding sets, the most extensive in-store selection Acadiana has to offer. Waterford Crystal, Swarovski Crystal, and a complete Pandora Jewelry Shop and Shop right on the showroom floor. In-house jewelry repairs and a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. When you want bigger, better diamonds for less, when you want quality merchandise at affordable prices, shop local. Shop William S. Nicole Jewelry, 3802 Johnson Street, Lafayette. Ladies, we know that man in your life is hard to shop for. That's why you need to go to the Rustic Renegade, Acadiana's only true men's emporium. They have unique gifts for the man in your life, including grooming essentials, special coffees, clothing, items perfect for his man cave, and yes, knives, guns, and accessories. So come on by the Rustic Renegade at 2842 Northeast Evangeline Thruway, just north of Point de Mouton, or visit them online at therusticrenegade.com. That's therusticrenegade.com for the man in your life. Make groceries with the stash. That's the mustache that runs Handy Stop. I'm Bradley Cruz, and our team at Handy Stop Market and Cafe have what you need in downtown Lafayette. With over 50 micro-brews from Acadiana, locally sourced beef and pork, local produce, a deli with healthier lunch options, and even snowballs, Handy Stop is like going to the farmer's market seven days a week. Pick up what you need in the drive-thru, order through waiter, or visit Handy Stop for lunch and so much more. Make groceries with the stash and dash downtown the Handy Stop Marketing Cafe. Men want to look like men. That means when it's time for a fresh cut, men go where men go. All American Barbering. Licensed barber Nick Duplichan and the staff at All American Barbering do it right. From old school haircuts to straight razor shaves to beard trim and shaping, even boys look like men after a cut from All American Barbering. A veteran-owned business, All American Barbering is located in Broussard at 807 Albertsons Parkway, Suite B. Schedule your appointment to look like a man at their website, allamericanbarbering.com. Remember, men, when you want to look like a man, go to Broussard. Go to All American Barbering. Don't be afraid of your dentist. State-of-the-art, comfortable, and affordable dental care is just minutes away. Dr. Patrick Breesey practices sedation dentistry while providing services, including dental implants and cosmetic makeovers. His brand new office in Rain houses the latest in dental technology, so you can have the most pleasant dental experience while receiving the best results. Visit his website at raindentist.com. That's R-A-Y-N-E. D-E-N-T-I-S-T dot com. The chair of intoxication has moved to the corner as we are back with more implicit bias. I am your host, Kavon Bordelon. We are presented to you, as always, by the Rustic Renegade, 2842 Northeast Evangeline Thruway. But this hour, this hour is oh so special. This second hour is brought to you by Piper's Haven, Acadiana's only certified master tobacconist, Mr. Rene Girard. We have both of those gentlemen here in the Top Secret Podcast Lair. We also have Bradley the Stash Cruz of Handy Stop Market and Cafe down here on Jefferson Street in downtown Lafayette. And as I said, the chair has moved. Sam Stokes in the corner, Better Boot Productions. 
hitting the right button every now and then to start recording the show, which we appreciate. Thank you, Sam. Hey, whenever people listen back, it'll be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and it will. That is why we pre-record here on Implicit Bias. The we we're talking about of editing. Yes, it is. <laughs> hey, the magic happens in the editing booth. Never think anything different. That is absolute gospel. We are trying to maintain control of the crew here in the Top Secret bot Podcast Lair. We have idle hands. Five-year straight bourbon whiskey, 48% alcohol by volume, 96 proof. And when I tell you this idle hands has maybe not been the devil's playground, but it's certainly been a playground of some sort, it is absolutely worth the drink. So as we talk about control, one of the things that governments like to control is people. The other thing they like to control is information. And I'm not talking about the media. I'm not talking about just what the government maybe is doing or isn't doing. I'm talking about information to and from other governments. So there is a story that is getting very little play in the mainstream media. And it's been out there for almost a month now. Remember this name, because this may or may not be a story at all. Dong Jinwei. Good job. I think I got it right. Dong Jinwei. What's his first name? So actually Wait. in China, Jin. his first name is Jinwei, right? The family name is first. Yeah. Correct, is first. <laughs> and he apparently, according to a couple of insiders has defected to the United States. But here's, here's the deal. China says that he's still there in China. But they haven't shown us a picture yet. They swore he spoke at an event but have no video of him speaking right. and do not have a picture of but him at said event. he supposedly defected like over a month ago. He supposedly defected three months ago. That paperwork takes time. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you got to get your visa and stuff in order. So he is... Except if you're crossing the southern border. Correct. <laughs> According to the sources that have written this story, redstate.com is one of the big sources for this story. He is a high-ranking intelligence official from the Chinese Communist Party. That is who and what he is. He defected here to the United States with his daughter. Now, that is according to Red State. According to other media sources, and I quote, Unnamed sources say that this is not happened. That's the best they can come up with. Red State, to Jennifer Van Lars' credit, who is the author of the article, has said they have denied it. We stand by our sources. And I, Well, I've heard her interviewed on several shows. Um, yeah. So maybe other, other media outlets never heard of this guy. They don't even know who they are, who he is. So well, that just uh, goes to show you how much they know. I think the term that would probably be more appropriate, uh, especially when it has family members involved, is just this is splitting hairs now, but it's a political refugee. Correct. So uh, he has something to offer to the government. The government, in turn, offers him something that he wants, which is asylum. So there, but there's some some <laughs> differences in here in what <laughs> normally happens with that type of scenario, because normally our central intelligence agency handles political refugees. They handle asylum. They handle defectors. Is that not correct, Mr. Morse? That is correct. <laughs> the smile on your face. You know, again, I love when you're picking up what I'm laying down, right? The headline from 
a couple of other articles, and I quote, CIA is scaredless of DIA's Chinese defector. Now, this article is 14 days after the Red State article. Pat Lang is the author of this article. Why would the CIA be scaredless? Well, I heard the FBI is also scared, too, because Mr. Dong is got names. So here are some of the things, according to the article, that he is provided to the DIA. Early pathogenic studies of the virus we now know as SARS-CoV-2. Models of predicted COVID-19 spread and damage to the U.S. and the world. Financial records detailing which exact organizations and governments funded the research on SARS-CoV-2 and other biological warfare research. Names of U.S. citizens who provide intel to China. Names of Chinese spies working in the U.S. or attending U.S. universities. Financial records showing U.S. businessmen and public officials who've received money from the Chinese government. Details of meetings U.S. government officials had, perhaps unwittingly, with Chinese spies and members of Russia's SVR. How the Chinese government gained access to a CIA communications system leading to the death of dozens of Chinese people who were working with the CIA. And I just have to wonder if that server was sitting in a bathroom somewhere in Washington, D.C. Also, I'd heard that he got a copy of Hunter Biden's hard drive, too. <laughs> you know, and here we are. La- here we are. No, we're laughing about matter. this. That no. is not a joke. No, it's it's because I've, I've read the article and I've heard several interviews from the lady from Red State. I've also, you know, uh, Dan Bongino's show, several other shows have come out and said that this Mr. Dong has got is high up in the government. And he's dropping well, names. And, and you have multiple forms of intelligence, right? You have Signet, Humet, everything else. Humet, human intelligence. We give up so much intelligence without realizing it. I mean, let's just look on a, on a personal level, okay? <laughs> when you post... Just put your information on Facebook. Well, yeah, when, when you post, <laughs> hey, um, it's a wonderful day here in Cabo San Lucas. Oh, I'm on vacation. Guess what that tells everybody? Yeah. Oh, I can go rob his house. And you're, you're putting all this out there, what new car you have, what this, what that. Whenever your fan is connected to your lights, which is connected to your, your internet and this and that, you're, you're letting people know how to access everything. And, and humid, no matter what you do, right, uh, intelligence, the best form of intelligence comes from the humankind. We give up so much, uh, just unwittingly. So just to source this article, turkoplier.com, T-U-R-C-O-P-L-I-E-R.com. Go read it yourself. I don't want you to take our word for it. Don't trust our implicit bias. Trust your own. The interesting part is, given all we've told you, if you can put simple mathematics into play here, why would it be that, what is it, unconfirmed officials, right, unnamed sources would say, oh, yeah, we don't have this guy. We, we don't have him. Think about what 
our intelligence agencies and our FBI has been doing. I mean, honestly, here's the deal. If you have a rope pull on your garage, the FBI will show up at your house with bulletproof vests and fully automatic weapons. If you have on your computer a hard drive that details business dealings with foreign governments and how you could potentially be a compromised asset, they apparently don't care. I like the NASCAR reference. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. I At got, least you got, got that. that. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> the stash wants to chime in. Oh, oh I, I got that NASCAR reference too on the, the <laughs> whole string. You know, a few things that jumped out at me was one is that they stood behind their sources. I mean, so many times they, oh, unnamed sources. And did they really make that up or do they have a source? But they're saying, you know, we're standing behind our, our sources. And, and second is, you know, on that list of information, so much of that information you can get with the Freedom of Information Act request. You know, you're right. We put all that information out there. Uh, and we're talking about that information, and, and we can request it and get it, uh, whether we should or should not. That's an, another question. And, and then finally is, you know, reading the article, the infiltration of those uh, Chinese individuals into the colleges and universities across oh. the country. So I seem to remember a year, year and a half ago, there was a major arrest at Harvard University six or seven Chinese nationals. University of North Carolina, Chinese nationals arrested with vials of COVID virus on their way out of the country. Go look those up. I didn't make them up. They happened. Do we really think that one plus one equals a half here? Or do we think it equals two? All I'm saying is I don't necessarily know the outcome of the math, but let me tell you, I believe there are some variables and we need the answers to those variables. That is the control that you should have over the government, not the government having control over you. Yeah, and, and it's the, the control of that, that information um, and those individuals as they come in and they get infiltrated into the university systems across the country that how easily they're accessing that information and, and, uh, and then they're feeding it back to their home country. So to your point, Harvard at one time was under investigation for the hundreds of millions of dollars the Harvard Foundation had from the Chinese government. Texas A&M, same thing. Multiple universities across the country are being investigated by the Department of Justice, or they were at one point for the amount of donations they were getting from foreign governments. And let me tell you, as we have all been told, there is no truer, truer saying in the world, nothing is free. Well, you know, like when you fill out SF-41, which is the, the background check information for a security clearance, have you ever received money from a foreign organization? As an individual, you cannot but what? a university, it's fine. But a university. Where you can change well, the minds of tens of thousands oh yeah, of you know, young we're, children. We're just going to influence the next generation and the generation after that and the one I after mean, that. It's just, it's just a corporate donation. I mean, this, <laughs> this, the thing is, though, this Chinese thing, it goes back years. I mean, remember back during Bill Clinton administration, hard drives were come up missing from Los Alamos? So to your point, the Chinese, they don't play the short game. No. 
They play the long game. They plan 50 years in advance. The best we can do here on Implicit Bias is about two minutes and 30 seconds. Well, this has been going on (laughs) way longer than 50 years. So we are going to plan for the next two minutes and 30 seconds. We're going to take a break. We will be right back. Come back with more Implicit Bias right here on News Talk 96.5 KTOP. Attention Acadiana, have you been to the Rustic Renegade, Acadiana's only true men's emporium? The Rustic Renegade has it all. Special items for that man cave, special coffee blends, unique gifts and grooming items, and best of all, Acadiana's only simulated range where you can shoot not only targets, but you can shoot scenarios. Why spend a fortune on ammunition? You can become better at what you like to do. At the Rustic Renegade, knives, guns, guns, accessories, and the experts to handle it all. That's the Rustic Renegade, 2842 Northeast of Angelin Thruway. Don't be afraid of your dentist. State-of-the-art, comfortable, and affordable dental care is just minutes away. Dr. Patrick Breesey practices sedation dentistry while providing services, including dental implants and cosmetic makeovers. His brand new office in Rain houses the latest in dental technology, so you can have the most pleasant dental experience while receiving the best results. Visit his website at raindentist.com. That's R-A-Y-N-E. D-E-N-T-I-S-T dot com. Hello, my name is Rene Gerard. I'm Acadiana's certified master tobacconist. Piper's Haven is at 3916 West Congress Street. We are located between Adrian's and Gilbo Road. And we have thousands of cigars in our 553 square foot humidor. Everything you need to go with your cigars can be found at Piper's Haven at 3916 West Congress Street, including cigar cutters, humidors, lighters, pipes, Pipe tobacco, meerschaum pipes, briar pipes, pipe tools, pipe stands, pocket knives, and hunting knives, and we also provide knife sharpening. We also have a complete selection of Lamberger lamps and scents for that woman that's tired of the smell of cigar smoke. Just buy her something nice, and she will appreciate it a lot more. If you need a place to relax and smoke a cigar, come sit on our porch. Just remember to bring your chair. Piper's Haven at 3916 West Congress between Adrian's and Gilbo Road. Anderson Pest Control is your one-stop shop for residential, commercial, and termite control. We're a Louisiana company with Louisiana hospitality that has the knowledge and expertise to handle all your pest control needs. Anderson Pest Control, we wouldn't put technicians in your house that we wouldn't put in ours. Way down here in the Bayou State, critters come in every single size and shape. Pick up the phone, don't hesitate, call Anderson Pest Control today. Nobody likes to drive around in a grimy ride. Clean that car the Cajun way. Zydeco Ride and Shine Car Wash at 320 Willow and Cajun Car Wash at 510 Lafayette Street in Youngsville are there for you. Our facilities provide you with the best automatic car wash in the Acadiana area. Regulars get a bonus. Buy three washes at a location, get the fourth one free. Zydeco Ride and Shine and Cajun Car Wash. Keeping Acadiana's rides clean since 2014. Welcome into the Sam Stokes segment of Implicit Bias. That is the penultimate segment, the second to last segment of this week's episode of Implicit Bias. I am your host, Kavon Bordelon. We are talking control this week. Those who have some control in this show, obviously the person who's bringing you the second hour, the entity that is making the second hour happen, Piper's Haven, 3916 West Congress. Your presenting sponsor, the Rustic Renegade, 2842 Northeast Evangeline Thruway. As we continue to figure out how we keep control 
of the crew here in the Top Secret Podcast Lara. We're joined also by the stash, Bradley Cruz of Handy Stop Market and Cafe on Jefferson Street. And we are now into... I'm going to give my, my brother a shout out here. The Craig Bordelon Sr. segment. The Fun Zone. Because that's what he calls himself with my kids. Uncle Fun Zone. This is the Fun Zone. This is where we start getting into the stuff where we're like, really? 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 This from WBRZ.com. And I'm going to read you the headline and we're going to give you a little bit off of this story. East Feliciana Parish. Officials label reported plane crash in East Feliciana as false alarm. Explain possible reason for mix-up. So let's start with the headline. You thought there was a plane crash. Surprise! There wasn't. It's a plane crash. So I've never been in in a plane crash. I've been in some uh, auto-rotate situations on some rotary wings, that kind of stuff. I can imagine what the sound would sound like. And, I mean, maybe if I was bagging a bunch of leaves in a hurricane on a Tuesday night, I would be confused. <laughs> I don't understand. How how do you mistake a branch falling versus So we haven't even gotten metal. there yet. Yeah. This, is just, this is just, you thought it was a plane crash. Surprise, it's not. Yeah, this is this. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I grew up in a time, and Bradley, you'll remember this. I grew up in a time when I got a call from my grandmother, who lived in Kenner, Louisiana. Because there was a plane that took off from what, MSY. Didn't that, didn't that crash somewhere near Elizabeth Street in Metairie? It was Elizabeth Street in Kenner. Kenner. It was so, close to where it crashed. Yeah, it was and, also on the all of the state streets, Iowa, Massachusetts, yeah. right there. So, And the only reason I know that is because, uh, here, here's a fun fact, I, we lived there for a little while when I was a kid. So, yes, it was close to that location. Now, my grandmother lived on Iowa which was one street over from where that plane actually crashed. And there was massive loss of life in that. And for those that were affected by that, we, our thoughts and heart prayers go out to you, right? Because you're probably not over it today. I was very young. What I remember is that when a plane crashes, it is unmistakable. Yeah. You, you hear, and, and that was, um, growing up in Kenner, that was my senior year of high school. And I grew up in Our Lady Perpetual Help Parish, which is where that plane crash happened. So um, nobody I went to school with, but their families were all impacted by that uh, right there at uh, West Metairie and Williams Boulevard, just a couple of blocks off that intersection. And the stories that you hear from the sounds of the engine when it, it hit that turbulence coming from um, that east-west runway that, that wind shear right yeah. that wind shear and, and uh buddy of mine who i went to grammar school through high school with 13 years of school it clipped the trees in their in their yard uh on its way down the the girlfriend i had at the time it, it crashed two blocks from their house you know so and all of those stories it's not oh 
Oh, wow. Was 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 that a plane? Or it might have been a might have no. They could tell you, you exactly. You knew it was something right. catastrophic. They they heard that plane. They knew what it was. Um, all those instances, and then and then fast forward. Growing up, as I mentioned earlier, as a paramedic and doing emergency healthcare. People understand. They, they hear that. It's not uh, a false alarm. It's not a reported plane crash. You saw it. You know it. You heard it. So this is from the story. Now, this was a couple weeks ago. Sources said members of law enforcement were dispatched after emergency operators, which FOIA, Freedom of Information Act requests, would disclose, received 911 calls, so more than one, from residents more than one, who reported seeing a plane clip power lines as it descended. Authorities say they also received a report of seeing a red beacon locator glowing in a field. So we apparently have more than one resident making more than one call about seeing apparently the same thing. On its Facebook page, the East Feliciana Sheriff's Office provided a possible reason why the possible plane crash, now notice, they're still saying it's a possible plane crash, was reported, explaining, last evening, a tree fell on a Demco power line in the area of the reported crash. The tree caught fire. The shorted lines caused a transformer to make a noise like an explosion. If you've heard a transformer explode, it is an explosion. The caller saw and heard an airplane in the area at the same time time during this time the area was overflown by a national guard blackhawk helicopter call sign mojo 38 flying out of the hammond airport our best guess is that this cascade of events was unfortunately misinterpreted as an airplane crash so let me get this straight multiple calls multiple residents multiple reports what you saw was swamp gas in a weather balloon. <laughs> I'm not saying it was aliens, but it was aliens. Kidding, right? I really don't think it was aliens. I just don't think we're being told the whole story here. Oh, and I like to throw the Black Hawk helicopter reference in there to maybe make it sound official, but correct me if I'm wrong, Kill. You don't hear the Black Hawk helicopter. You know, when I, when I did evacuation and rescue in New Orleans after Katrina, there were several Black Hawk helicopters, and you know we didn't realize they were there until they were there. You know, if they were flying overhead. We didn't know it until they were landing. Did we actually feel that huge gust of wind? We well, knew we, it wasn't a reported. It wasn't a possible. There's the freaking helicopter, <laughs> you know. But you didn't hear it. So you know, if I'm on the ground and there's a Black Hawk helicopter flying overhead, I don't ever know it. You know, it's a helicopter but you don't necessarily know what kind of helicopter, but you know that it's a helicopter flying overhead. Let's face it. If you've ever heard a rotor-driven aircraft before, it sounds diametrically opposite that of a prop-driven airplane. Caleb? Oh, 100%. And look, I, I love rotary. Fixed wing is nice. You can do all kinds of stuff out of them, but rotary is it's, it's fast and what we'll call covert insertion. Um, rotary is a lot of fun. Most people don't realize rotary is there until it's way too late, way too late. And that's why it's so successful. Um, but Blackhawks and, and, and other 
other birds that we can utilize and, and push forward with, they have their downfalls, uh, you know, pitch and everything else. You, you can identify them. Uh, the chances of getting it confused. <laughs> no, a helicopter does not sound like a fixed wing. It just don't. As, as a former news reporter, I actually had the opportunity to fly with the Louisiana National Guard in their Black Hawk wing. To your point, having flown in F-18s and prop planes and all kinds of stuff, there is no mistaking a helicopter for an airplane, especially a crashed one. I mean, we're saying, oh, they mistook a plane or they mistook an aircraft that stayed in the air for one that crashed. I'm still trying to reconcile that in my head. So like on a traditional prop plane, uh, the prop push, pushes the, the wind back over the wings, creates lift, and goes forward. On a rotary, it creates pitch and lift. The sound, I mean, to, to me, it's glorious. Uh, a, a helicopter beats the air into submission. Yeah. <laughs> when you, uh, what's the saying? Like, uh, um, according to physics, helicopters never fly because <laughs> right. it's chaos Either. and control. So, so right. that is Either that is actually Justin. That is that is way. Justin yeah. Richard saying, according to physics, helicopters are not supposed to fly. In reality, they are so ugly that the Earth repels them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> and, and, I mean, it's true. But a, a rotary is just an amazing piece of engineering. Has its own sound. Just like when you compare. Harley to other motorcycles and so forth. I mean, some of them ride a hell of a lot smoother, but that sound is what gets you. And that's how it, that's how it is with a rotary. And it's almost impossible to confuse a rotary with a fixed wing. So why control the narrative in the Felicianas? I mean, why not just, I mean, why not just say, we don't know what it was? If you don't know what it was, why not just say, we don't know? Because nobody wants to admit that they don't know. It just, you know, you have a helicopter flying over, and they might have been a fixed wing coming up. It clipped the, the line, didn't crash, stripped the light off the bottom of it, and kept on going. And it's like, and the pilot of the fixed wing is going, I didn't do that. <laughs> I don't want to be blamed for that. Yeah, they, and, and I, you don't know. I'll get, I'm going to get my ticket pulled because I was too low over some power lines. Maybe it was Barry, Se- Maybe it was Barry Seal making a return flight. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, some people a out there. Story. Some people happen. out there will get the Barry Seal reference. If you get the Barry Seal reference, it's about the same area. You understand it? It is. <laughs> it is. And what Barry Seal was carrying on his actually, he got to the point where he was flying big military yeah. aircraft. He was in. Big yeah, birds. he had a he had a C one twenty three provider. I saw the interview on sixty minutes with him before he got. Whacked. Yeah, he got but, whacked. I mean, let's be honest about that. But they asked him. Yeah, I mean, this guy had such an operation. He had his own search and rescue water fleet. Yes. And Diane Sawyer asked him, says, you had your own? He goes, well, I couldn't very well call the Coast Guard if a plane went down. Now, could I? But he might have called the governor of Arkansas at the time, which is what we're going to try and do during this break. We'll be back with the final segment of Implicit Bias right here on News Talk 96.5 k 
Don't be afraid of your dentist. State-of-the-art, comfortable, and affordable dental care is just minutes away. Dr. Patrick Breesey practices sedation dentistry while providing services, including dental implants and cosmetic makeovers. His brand new office in Rain houses the latest in dental technology, so you can have the most pleasant dental experience while receiving the best results. Visit his website at raindentist.com. That's R-A-Y-N-E-D-E-N-T-I-S-T dot com. Hello, my name is Rene Girard. I'm Acadiana Certified Master Tobacconist. Piper's Haven is at 3916 West Congress Street. We are located between Adrian's and Gilbo Road, and we have thousands of cigars in our 553-square-foot humidor. Everything you need to go with your cigars can be found at Piper's Haven at 3916 West Congress Street, including cigar cutters, humidors, lighters, pipes, pipe tobacco, meerschaum pipes, briar pipes, pipe tools, pipe stands, pocket knives and hunting knives, and we also provide knife sharpening. We also have a complete selection of Lamberger lamps and scents for that woman that's tired of the smell of cigar smoke. Just buy her something nice and she will appreciate it a lot more. If you need a place to relax and smoke a cigar, come sit on our porch. Just remember to bring your chair. Piper's Haven at 3916 West Congress between Adrian's and Gilbo Road. Use your implicit bias. Mention implicit bias when you call Luxury Limo and save 20% off of your booking. Don't forget, mention implicit bias and save 20% off your booking with Luxury Limo of Lafayette. The Rustic Renegade is now open on I-49 North in Lafayette. This one-of-a-kind men's boutique features the best brands of firearms alongside rustic furniture and artwork. Head now to the Rustic Renegade located at 2842 Northeast of Angelin Thruway near Pont de Mouton. While you're there, try some Black Rifle coffee and chat with the expert himself, Caleb Morse. The Rustic Renegade also has Damascus steel knives, hand-carved duck decoys, and much more. Find out more online now at therusticrenegade.com. You deserve the healthiest and tastiest steaks available. You deserve Wagyu. Known for its unmatched flavor and marbling, Rosewood Farms raises Texas Wagyu and is only available at a few select locations at Acadiana. Rosewood Ranch's Texas Wagyu has a buttery flavor and is remarkably tender. It is also high in omega-3 and omega-6 fatty acids, which are known to fight heart disease, Alzheimer's, and arthritis. As for Rosewood Ranch's Texas Wagyu at Shawbine's Market, Took's Meat Market, and Alexander's Market in Baton Rouge, Tell them it's your implicit bias. Taste the Wagyu difference with Rosewood Forms Texas Wagyu. Welcome back to the final segment of Implicit Bias for this week. I am your host, Kevon Bordelon. We are joined in the Top Secret Podcast lair by Bradley the Stash Cruz of Handy Stop Market and Cafe. We are provided by this hour. Piper's Haven, 3916 West Congress, Mr. Rene Girard. And we are presented this entire show by the Rustic Renegade 2842 Northeast Evangeline Thruway, Mr. Caleb Morse sitting across the table. And of course, the man who is in charge of making us sound good. And we hope that his hands are not idle, even though he has enjoyed idle hands here on the show, Mr. Sam Stokes. So in our final segment, we have an op-ed, Right an opinion editorial from Macy Gray. So if you don't know who Macy Gray is, you can go watch the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and that is Macy Gray in the big party scene in the street. Macy Gray is known for being a musician. Not a bad musician. Matter of fact, you might argue a pretty good musician, but known for being a musician. And it is 
perhaps fortunate, perhaps unfortunate, that someone decided that her opinion on things other than music were highly relevant. Marketwatch.com. America needs a new flag that all of us can honor. So I'm going to give you the short short on this. And I am not one who has served this flag overseas, risked life and limb for it. But this flag means a lot to me. So you know where my implicit bias is probably going to lie. The short short on this article is that the Confederate flag, the flag of the Confederate States, was flown not too long ago. And then on January 6th, when some people, and I'm not going to say patriots, I'm not going to say conservatives, because there's actually a lot of evidence that says it was in fact FBI informants, that it was in fact members of the FBI, that it was in fact members of left-wing organizations who were there, who carried the American flag into the Capitol. Macy Gray believes that now because that happened, that flag, our American flag, has now taken the place of the Confederate flag. She has the ability to believe what she wants to believe. She also has the ability to be wrong. And I'm fine with that. But because of that, she believes that we need a new flag. And her argument is this, is that the last redesign of the American flag was done when America added its last two states. When we went from being 48 states to 50 states. And that Puerto Rico and D.C. have been, and I quote, begging for decades for statehood, which I'm still trying to find those actual articles where they are begging for statehood. But that would cause a redesign of the flag, and she believes should cause color changes and things of the sort. Now, here's what I believe, and then I'm going to open it up to the panel. I believe that the American flag is a state of ideals. It is representative of the God-given rights that every human being has. No one gets special treatment under that flag. No one gets special treatment under the rights given to us by our creator. We are all equal and have the ability for the same opportunity. Do we achieve the perfection of that flag? Maybe not. Does any country achieve the perfection of its flag? I would argue none do. But that is the symbol that represents what we should pursue. That's my thought. We have the gentleman at the table. We have Sam in the corner. Caleb, we'll start with you. I follow that flag in the places I never would have gone otherwise. And that flag has buried more brothers and sisters than I care to talk about. And I will continue to follow the red, white, and blue until the day I die. Uh, that being said... The District of Columbia, although it may want statehood, because of the way it's structured, will never have statehood. And it was never intended to have right. statehood. Because of the influence it has on the federal law and mandate. So by giving it and granting it statehood, you would give it more value than the other states. I've worked with members of the Puerto Rican National Guard and many other peoples in the Puerto Rican military, uh, which is, is the American military. Um, and they are wonderful people. Puerto Rico hasn't attained statehood yet because it is, it is very, very desolate is the best way I can put that. Challenged in its structure and its processes. Right. 
Right. Yeah. Much better uh, word uses. Um, and Macy Gray, look, has a, she can have her opinion. She can have it all she wants, and I can have mine. But this flag stands for a lot more than what one or two individuals thinks it stands for. The, the amount of blood that's been shed to keep this flag high, the amount of souls that have been sacrificed to further not only our thought but the world's thought and to better this nation and mankind. I hope and pray I never see anything other than what we have today. That being said, adding a star is different than changing an ideal. And to your point, I would argue that the amount of people who have sacrificed their life following this flag represents every ideal, every background, every heritage that she could ever imagine. And even some who come to this country and say, I will serve to gain citizenship, to follow said flag, that she might argue doesn't even represent them. Renee, you were talking about a flag that you have because this design of the American flag has been around for a while, even though a couple of stars were added. Well, this des- basic design of the flag has been around since 1776. The original flag had 13 stripes, which the 13 we have. Colonies. And the field of blue had 13 white stars in a circular pattern. The Betsy now, Ross flag. Once we started adding states... Every so often, they would just rearrange the white stars in the field of blue. I mean, I used to do uh, pre-1840 reenactments, and one of the, the flag that we carried was the what it was referred to as the Missouri flag, which was a 24-star U.S. flag. looked identical to what we got now, except the field of blue is only 24 stars. What the government, What we have done every year... Or every time we added a state, which the last states were added in '59, we just add a star. What's the matter with the flag that we have now? It's red, white, and blue. The red and white stripes, field of blue, white stars, and people for the for the the whole history of our country. That's our flag. Well, That's so what we've defended. Let's talk about the reason why white shouldn't be there in the stripes. According to Macy Gray, the white represents purity, and we are not a pure country. And what I would argue is this, is that I want you to show me any country, any government that is pure. Because there is not one on the planet. <laughs> None of us are pure. The stash? You know, we sh- we shouldn't... The flag is a representation of the ideals. Agreed. So as the flag has changed ever so slightly, as the CWAT mentioned. (laughs) Certified wizard of tobacco. (laughs) The ideals that we strive to attain remain the same. So you followed a flag that represented the ideals into those areas of war and terrorism and et cetera. So we don't change the ideals. We don't have to change the flag. You know, it's two separate entities. First of all, who is she and and why does her opinion matter more than anyone else's? So I apologize, but we are wrapping up on time because I, I think you hit this on the nose, though. 
Because what you said, I think, is what's going to resonate with all of us. The flag is an ideal. The flag, Macy Gray, and I say this with as much Catholic Christian love as I can give you, is not about you. We on Implicit Bias, we are. We'll be back here with you next Saturday, 10 a.m. News Talk 96.5 KPO. Implicit Bias is produced by and copyright of Pipe Dream Entertainment, LLC. Don't be afraid of your dentist. State-of-the-art, comfortable, and affordable dental care is just minutes away. Dr. Patrick Breesey practices sedation dentistry while providing services, including dental implants and cosmetic makeovers. His brand new office in Rain houses the latest in dental technology, so you can have the most pleasant dental experience while receiving the best results. Visit his website at raindentist.com. That's R-A-Y-N-E. D-E-N-T-I-S-T dot com. Anderson Pest Control is your one-stop shop for residential, commercial, and termite control. We're a Louisiana company with Louisiana hospitality that has the knowledge and expertise to handle all your pest control needs. Anderson Pest Control, we wouldn't put technicians in your house that we wouldn't put in ours. Way down here in the Bayou State, critters come in every single size and shape. Pick up the phone, don't hesitate, call Anderson Pest Control today. Ladies, we know that man in your life is hard to shop for. That's why you need to go to the Rustic Renegade, Acadiana's only true men's emporium. They have unique gifts for the man in your life, including grooming essentials, special coffees, clothing, items perfect for his man cave, and yes, knives, guns, and accessories. So come on by the Rustic Renegade at 2842 Northeast of Angelin Thruway, just north of Point de Mouton, or visit them online at therusticrenegade.com. That's therusticrenegade.com for the man in your life.